Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Well, folks, welcome to the free Savage Nation podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But for those of you who have been requesting that we provide for you an ad-free podcast, we're going to keep doing that. And in addition to getting the ad-free podcast, which many of you want, for less than the price of a beer in a bar a month, only $3.99 a month, you're going to get an occasional monologue from me. Maybe I'll read from one of my novels. You're going to get an archive piece going back to 1994. Whatever comes up, you're going to get on an occasional basis. Details will be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. I'm going to give you a link right now. And if you want to join, all you got to do is go to glow.fm slash savage premium. Glow.fm slash savage premium. Glow.fm slash savage premium. If you click on it. You're going to see a cartoon of me join Savage's exclusive club with the rate. And you just click and you join. You're going to love it. I appreciate it very much. I hope you join the Savage exclusive club. I want to thank you very much for supporting the Savage Nation podcast, either the free version or the paid version, your patronage. It's appreciated. It's that simple. Welcome to the Savage Nation podcast. Look, the world is falling apart. We understand from Afghanistan to Brooklyn to San Francisco, under Biden and his gang of merry pranksters, the world is a disaster. I don't want to talk about it because you can find that anywhere. It's depressing. Everyone I know, and I mean some very, very successful, powerful people, are, they're all depressed. They understand the world is falling apart. They understand that the socialists slash communists like Bernie Sanders and the others are out to get them and want to destroy this country. 
literally taking it apart at the joints. But what I want to talk about is this. It's the relationship between marijuana or cannabis, the immune system, viral infections, most specifically COVID. So why am I doing this podcast today? Well, all of us have seen the odd fact that there was a spike in COVID-19 cases amongst 30-year-olds, the younger people, and no one understood why. Why? Because the geniuses at the NIH do not think. All they do is follow orders from Dr. Faustus. They all follow the rules. And the teller of tall tales, Anthony Fauci, only wants you to think that more vaccinations will save you. The managers push big drugs, big vaccine. He works for Big Pharma. Fauci has been around the government for almost 40 years. It's unheard of. You used to hear there were limits to how long someone could serve in the U.S. government. But apparently when Big Pharma is behind a pill pusher, vax pusher like him, there is no limit to it. So why am I doing this podcast? Because there is a direct link between cannabis use and the collapse of the immune system or a diminishment of the immune system and the increase in viral infections. That's not even controversial. It's well known. Cannabis is the most used drug in the world. It's associated, has been associated with a wide range of adverse health consequences that may involve almost every biochemical system and physiological system. Now, it's all well known and established in the literature that cannabis impairs immune function. It exerts an impact on viral infections, including HIV, hepatitis C infection, human T-cell lymphotropic type 1 and 2 virus. But what does it have to do with COVID-19? Nothing, because it's not in the literature. Why? Because they will not get funded. The power of the government and its control over what the outcomes are is absolute and total. Although the scientists have studied the link between cannabis and the immune system for years, they cannot show the linkage between the use of cannabis and COVID-19. And so when I see an increase in COVID-19 amongst 30-year-olds, no one seems to understand why. Well, that generation was raised on marijuana propaganda. Remember, I was the only one in the media who fought George Soros. I don't know the year, 2015, 16, I can't remember. Maybe earlier, I don't even remember. 08, I don't remember. When he first put $1 million into ballot initiatives in Arizona and California, $1 million in each state, to push medical marijuana. I knew what it was. It was the legalization of drugs. Now, I believe that marijuana usage should be decriminalized. I'll repeat that, decriminalized. But it should not be pushed as a health food, as something good for you. Today, marijuana is the most frequently used drug in the world. Over 188 million users, or about 2.5% of the population between the ages of 15 and 64. But worse yet, in the United States, the percentage of people aged 12 or above who used marijuana in the past year increased from 11%, or about 26 million people in 2002, to about 18% or 48 million people in 2019. Can you imagine how many people are using it now that it is advertised everywhere? Approximately 2 to 3 million new users of this dangerous drug are added each year with about 1.1% becoming clinically addicted or dependent upon it. So what does that have to do with this? It has everything to do with it. In addition to the psychological effects of marijuana, and there are many, 
I could make a joke and say liberalism, the mental disorder, is fed by marijuana, but I won't go there because many of you are conservatives and you take CBD or CBD oil, but you are being psychoactively affected anyway. The fact of the matter is it is affecting the immune system. It has for a long time. Cannabis is well known to affect the wide range of adverse economic, social, psychosocial, and health consequences in people. We know that. And so what does it have to do with COVID-19? Am I definitively proving that the cannabis sativa plant, which contains 560 chemicals, are directly related to the spike or increase in COVID-19 amongst 30-year-olds? No, I'm not proving it at all. I'm doing a retrospective analysis that needs to be funded and won't be funded because the government controls all funding. What you do is a control group of all people in their 30s who contracted COVID-19, and you do a control group, but you can't do that. It's unethical. And you ask them, though, in a retrospective epidemiological study, how many of you used marijuana in the last year? It's a really simple study, actually. It doesn't take a lot of thought to understand what I'm saying to you. You don't need a PhD in epidemiology to understand what I'm saying to you, but you won't see this study because it won't be funded by the NIH or the NIMH or the uh, other alphabet agencies that are run by Anthony Fauci, the uh, vax peddler. So now let's focus together and let's look at the literature that is out there on the relationship between cannabis use, the immune system, and viral infections included COVID-19. And when you listen to the evidence I will present to you from the scientific literature, ladies and gentlemen of the Savage Jury, I'm sure you will conclude that it does not take a genius to understand that since COVID-19 is a viral infection and since cannabis affects the immune system negatively, there is an astonishing link between cannabis use and the spike in COVID-19 amongst 30-year-olds. Now listen carefully and share it with someone who you love or want to love. Thanks for listening. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Today we're going to talk about the relationship between the smoking, ingestion, taking of marijuana, and the spike in COVID. What I'm about to talk about is considered sacrilege. It is what got Galileo put into a tower. The money, the big money today in marijuana, big marijuana, big pot, big dope, is so powerful right now that the government media complex will laugh off what I'm about to show you. Do I have absolute proof that the spike in COVID amongst 30-year-olds is related to the use of marijuana? No, I'm not about to prove it. But there is a thing in epidemiology called an observational study, a retrospective analysis, however you want to put it. In plain common sense, Put two and two together. Now tie that in with all the articles I will expose today on the Michael Savage podcast about how marijuana suppresses the immune system and perhaps even you can come to understand the confluence of the spike in marijuana amongst the young and even amongst the elderly who, by the way, many of whom are hooked on so-called gummies, pain relief and whatnot with marijuana is related to the uh, ingestion of the chemicals in the drug that fire up the body's production of immune system cells called myeloid-derived suppressor cells. I want to tell you again, while most immune system cells happen to be protective 
They fight infections and cancers to keep us healthy. These cells that I am referencing, the myeloid-derived suppressor cells, actually suppress the immune system, keeping it in check according to the study I'm about to show you. And here's the interesting part. I was the only one in the media back when George Soros and his lying minions were trying to push medical marijuana initiatives in California and Arizona. I don't, don't remember the year, 2015, perhaps even earlier. Soros put in a million dollars in each state to get them on the ballot to push medical marijuana. At the time, I opposed it, saying there's no such thing as medical marijuana. You just want to legalize the drug. Now, I want to be very clear. What I'm about to discuss is not an ethical or moral issue. It's a medical issue, number one. But number two, the powers that be do not want you to understand that this society is drugged to death, which is why it is so stupid. It doesn't even know what's going on. That is why it is called dope, because it makes you stupid. So I will show you one article after another about how marijuana does suppress the immune system and why I believe, in theory at least, because I do not have a double-blind study, that marijuana is related to the smoking marijuana, ingestion of marijuana, et cetera, THC, is related to the spike in COVID-19 that we are seeing around the world. And it will require double-blinded studies, but I'll tell you right now, they're not going to be done. Science has been politicized for a very long time. As I pointed out in my groundbreaking book, Government Zero, I think in 2015, and I showed you who Lysenko was and what he did in the Soviet Union to lie about genetics and agricultural production, which led to the starvation of 30 million people. Right now, we have the Lysenko effect in science, as we know through the false studies coming out about science related to COVID on every level, whether the effectiveness of vaccines have been proven, they have not been proven. The safety of vaccines have not been proven definitively. The relationship between wearing a mask and, and such not been proven definitively. But the fact of the matter is, science today is political. I do not expect any funding to be made by any government agency to do a retrospective analytical study on people who have had COVID and whether or not they smoke marijuana and for how long. That needs to be done. Nobody will fund that. The reason nobody will fund it is because big marijuana tied in with big government and big liberal government in particular are one and the same. What I'm about to prove to you through this retrospective analysis or suggest to you in scientific parlance is worthy of a Nobel Peace Prize, but I don't expect one, nor do I want one. What I want is the people in the world to benefit from the brain that God has given me and the great learning I have subjected my brain to, my mind to, over these almost 80 years on the earth. Never forget that I have a PhD in epidemiology, human nutrition, and such from the University of California at Berkeley in 1978. Does that make me the world's greatest epidemiologist? Absolutely not. But it certainly makes me more knowledgeable than most people in the media. So, you know... Caveat poor, whatever you want to do. Don't believe me. Turn this podcast off or listen and learn. And maybe you'll understand that marijuana, in fact, does suppress the immune system, which explains why pot smokers are well known to be more susceptible than non-smokers to certain cancers and infections. And I will tell you more about this as we proceed today on the Savage Nation podcast. This is a mind blower. It will require an act of God for people in the mainstream media to even discuss this. And I'll tell you something else. 
if you do a quick search on marijuana and immunity, you will find that only older articles exist on the subject. There are no newer articles on the suppression of the immune system by marijuana. They've all been purged since governments have entered the business of big marijuana. They want you doped up. They want you suppressed. They want you stupid. They want you to be dopey. You have to find older articles on the relationship between marijuana or THC and the suppression of the immune system. All of the recent articles have either been purged from the literature or never published to begin with. So let us begin with the first study I'm going to talk about, which was done by Prakash Nagarakati, a microbiology and pathology professor at the University of South Carolina that was published in 2010. I'll be right back on the Savage Nation podcast. Don't go away. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. So let's continue now our retrospective analysis of the relationship between COVID and marijuana. I have long known that marijuana smoke suppresses the immune system. It's well known in medicine and epidemiology. The reason you're not hearing it is because of big marijuana, big pharma. The government itself wants the people doped up. But I'm looking at the scientific literature. Much of it is old because you can't find new studies on this. It's been suppressed. There's no, no funding. In, in fact, the way it works is this. There's an implied censorship of, of studies because if there's no funding for a study, you're not going to find anything on it. They're only going to fund stuff that shows that cannabis is like a health food. It's good for you. It's like a vitamin. This is how stupid the world has become. So I open with a slight retrospective analysis and overview of COVID and marijuana. And now I want to look at some of the scientific studies. So one of them is one I referenced in, in, in part one, which is how marijuana suppresses the immune system. And it was done in 2010 and popularized by live science based on the, uh, the studies that were in the literature. Cannabis is one of the most widely used drugs of abuse worldwide. It is already believed to suppress immune functions, making the user more susceptible to infections and some types of cancer, unquote, says Prakash Nagar Kati, a micro and pathology professor at University of South Carolina, is quoted here. Nagar Kati and his colleagues focused their study on cannabinoids. Those are the compounds found in the cannabis plant to see how they affected immune suppression and tumor growth. Their study included the pain-relieving compound Delta-9-THC, Delta-9-Tetrahydrocannabinol. Now, this was an animal study. One group of mice were injected with THC. Another group of mice was not injected with THC. The mice injected with the THC had more of the immune-suppressing cells than the mice who didn't receive THC, according to this study. And they found that the marijuana triggered the production of a massive number of myeloid-derived suppressor cells, leading to immune suppression and cancer growth. How? By activating cells that respond to the cannabinoids found in marijuana, the researchers said. Now, cancer patients have more of these cells than healthy people. These suppressor cells can even hinder cancer therapy and promote cancer growth, the study said. And then they quote one of the scientists, Nagarkati, who says, marijuana cannabinoids present us with a double-edged sword because they can cause increased susceptibility to cancer and infections, but they can also open the door to opportunities to treat disorders 
where a suppressed immune system is beneficial, such as arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, and hepatitis. This was published in the European Journal of Immunology. Now, let's look at some other studies uh, on this subject of marijuana and immunity. It's very important that you understand you're not going to hear this anywhere else because of big marijuana right now and big government. Here's another study, which is marijuana and your immunity questions answered. This was done in 2020 by Joplin Urgent Care. And people are asking about marijuana's impact on the immune system. Does cannabis suppress your immune system? And the answer is yes, just like I reported. It can do both. It can enhance and suppress immunity depending on the product type, consumption methods, weed strain, and your immune system, whether it's normal or overactive. So to summarize, if you've been feeling under the weather and you're not of the immunocompromised category, even this popular forum says give yourself a break for marijuana. They say the cannabinoids are going to affect everyone differently based on dose and THC and CBD content. What they're doing is they're hedging their bet. They don't want you to know the dangers of marijuana. There's so much money involved in this right now that I have to go back in time and look at earlier studies to find some of these studies. So we go back now to 2003 to a summary a file called WebMD. I like WebMD. It's fairly well-researched. And this is from 2003. Cannabis may suppress immune system. Could lead to new autoimmune disorder treatment, say researchers. Dated again, 2003. Remember, this is before Soros funded the medical marijuana initiatives in Arizona and California. This is before big marijuana entered the picture. This is before big government wanted you to get doped, doped up and stoned. Now, they say right off the bat that cannabis may offer hope to people with autoimmune disorders such as lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. Yes, there's a reason for that. Cannabis seems to decrease inflammation in the body by suppressing certain parts of the immune system. Are you following this? Earlier studies, they say, hinted at immune system abnormalities among cannabis users, especially in the function of immune system cells called T lymphocytes, and NKCs, natural killer cells. Because while these cells help the body fight infections, no direct link with lowered immunity has yet been shown. So in this study, researchers tested the blood of 29 cannabis smokers, 13 occasional users, and 16 regular users, weekly or daily. And they compared the results with a group of 32 non-smokers. Again, researchers found that cannabis smokers had fewer immune-enhancing natural killer cells and fewer lymphocytes and higher levels of a protein that may promote tumor growth called interleukin-10. Let me repeat this to you. Even you potheads better listen to this. You can't find these studies anymore. This is an older study from 2003. It's all been suppressed. I'm saying to you, you want the truth or you want to live in a fog of stupidity? Okay? Researchers found that cannabis smokers had fewer immune-enhancing natural killer cells, fewer lymphocytes, and higher levels of a protein that may promote tumor growth called interleukin-10. And they summarize by saying these changes can dampen the immune system's response to infection, increasing susceptibility to infections, and promoting growth of tumors, according to the lead researcher, Robert Pasifici, PhD, with the Instituto Superiore de Sanita in Rome, Italy. 
However, again, they say this finding could lead to new treatments for people with autoimmune disorders because cannabis lowers levels of the inflammation promoting protein interleukine 2 and raises levels of the anti-inflammatory protein interleukine 10. So what does it have to do with COVID? Well, we're not talking about treating people with autoimmune disorders, are we? We're talking about why COVID is spiking amongst 30-year-olds. It's because many of them smoke pot. And the only way to prove this or disprove it or see what's going on is to get funding to study retrospectively all these COVID patients in their 30s, the younger people, and uh, you you do a study, an epidemiological study. Did you smoke marijuana? Did you ingest marijuana? Did you ingest THC? And then you do how often did you do it? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then you do a study that way. But just looking at the literature, I can tell you the results in advance. And the results in advance is that this is a disaster. And it explains a lot of the spikes that we are seeing in COVID cases amongst young people. But what about older people? Why do we see spikes in older people? Because many older people are taking marijuana in gummy form, in other nice little children form, candies, gums, cakes, cookies, and they're probably suppressing their immune system as well and therefore spiking their susceptibility to COVID-19 because it suppresses various aspects of the immune system. There's another study. This is rather recent. It's from, let's see if this is pro or, or con. Here it is. Does cannabis damage the immune system? Written uh, by, published April 5th, 2021. And it's written by an Annie Lennon. And I want to see what the study is based upon. They're quoting JAMA and NIH studies. And the summary articles says this. It's important to listen. If you're already tuned out, it's because you're smoking too much pot. Here's what is written. Increasingly, cannabis is being hailed as a wonder drug, treating ailments from pain to inflammation and even COVID-19. But how does cannabis affect the immune system? And it says, little research exists on the topic. More research is coming to light. And she says, and so far it seems, da-da-da, that cannabis may suppress immune function. While this may be helpful for people with autoimmune conditions, it may not be as helpful for those with healthy functioning immune systems. Are you listening to this? You see, cannabis works via the body's endocannabinoid system, ECS, which is known as a gatekeeper of the immune system because of its ability to modulate inflammatory responses. And within this system, components of cannabis bind to both CB1 and CB2 receptors to produce different effects. A review from 2020 found that, let's say CBD, Canab, idiol, CBD. CBD is everywhere in drops. It's like a miracle drug, right? Well, why is it a miracle drug for pain? Because it suppresses the activation of various immune cells and immune's death in other immune cells. And this anti-inflammatory response is not always negative because it can be used to control excessive inflammation like cytokine storms seen in severe cases of COVID-19 or patients with autoimmune disease. So she's saying that you can use CBD to suppress inflammation. I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever read in my life. You could suppress inflammation in other ways other than using something that's known to promote uh, cancer causation. Tetrahydrocannabinol, THC, found in marijuana, also suppresses immune activity 
and may additionally change the function of certain antimicrobial immune cells. So again, while cannabis's immunosuppressive properties could be beneficial for those who need them, for those without immune irregularities, it may be problematic. Again, and I'm going back to what I found earlier. She says, research from 2003, that's what I found, found that cannabis users had significant reductions in white blood cell functionality, decreasing the body's ability to fight infections when compared to non-users. Regular users also had decreased amounts of NKCs, natural killer cells, which limit the spread of tumors and microbial infections. These effects are especially negative for those who are, are already immunocompromised. Again, cannabis has been shown to potentially ease pain associated with chemotherapy. But it can significantly decrease quantities of infection-fighting cells in people undergoing the therapy. So that's very complicated, right? How complicated is it for you to understand that if you're not sick and you're taking, you're smoking marijuana or taking CBD oil, you're suppressing your immune system. Okay? It's very important you understand this. All in all, cannabis generally immunosuppressive, period. It produces some positive effects beyond immunomodulation, such as pain relief. That is a given. But if you're not taking it for pain relief and you're taking it for any other reasons like just to get high, you're increasing your chance of contracting and succumbing to the COVID-19 virus because your immune system is depressed. Your NKCs, your natural killer cells, and other white blood cells are suppressed by marijuana, by CBD and THC. Do you want a little more, or is that enough? Go read High Times. Maybe you'll get the answer from them. Or go listen to somebody in the media. Maybe they'll give you the answer. Never forget, I'm reading scientific studies for you. It's important you understand what I am saying to you. There is a link between canna- cannabis use and a suppression of the immune system. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I've shown you some studies from 2003, from 2010, and others. There are many others. I mean, I can keep going on all day long, but I think you've had enough. This is a summary. This is a summary podcast. And the most important one, I think, I don't know if I've done this one yet. Actually, I don't think so. Here's the best one yet. This is a new study, and I could put this under a chapter in this podcast, which could be chapter three, COVID and marijuana, selected scientific studies. We just did that. But now we're doing what about CBD? People say, well, we're not talking about THC. We're talking about CBD. Isn't that safe? That's what you want to know, right? Here's the mother of all articles. And it came out in the journal Viruses 2021, volume 13, page 1099. And the authors are Sanjay Magirwar and Jag H. K-H-A-L-S-A. They're both at major institutions. One is at the Department of Microbiology, Immunology, and Tropical Medicine at the George Washington University. The other scientist is at the National Institute on Drug Abuse. So you're getting some good studies here. And they start by saying, cannabis continues to be the most used drug in the world today. Research shows that cannabis use is associated 
with a wide range of adverse health consequences that may involve almost every physiological and biochemical system, including respiratory, pulmonary complications, cough, emphysema, impairment of immune function, increased risk of acquiring or transmitting viral infections such as HIV, HCV, and others. That's important. Increased risk of acquiring or transmitting viral infections. Well, hello, isn't COVID-19 a viral infection? How many different ways do I have to tell you the same thing? I'm trying to warn you. This is a public health message. This is not an ethical or moral discussion. I don't care if you smoke to get stoned out of your gourd. You're suppressing your immune system. You're increasing your risk of a viral infection. Now, overall, marijuana is the most frequently used drug in the world with over 180 million, 188 million users. That's about 2.5% of the population that is 15 to 64 years old. It's gone way up in America thanks to George Soros, who has single-handedly legalized marijuana. And with big marijuana out there, with big dope, you all think it's a health food for you. In the United States, the percentage of people aged 12 or above who were past-year marijuana users increased from 11%, or 25 million people in 2002, to 17.5%, or 48 million people in 2019. Can you listen to this? Approximately 2 to 3 million new users of dope are added each year, with about 1.1% becoming clinically dependent on it. That means addicted. Addicted, addicted, addicted. So if you want to look at the study, you can find it yourself. There are grave health consequences of marijuana. And this is a great review study. We know that the cannabis sativa plant contains 560 chemicals, of which 104 are known as cannabinoids. And the most studied cannabinoids are, we know that, THC, Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol. We all know that since the 60s. And THC produces the majority of its psychopharmacological and other effects through two cannabinoid receptors, CB1 localized mainly in the brain and CB2 localized mainly in the periphery. And cannabidiol, it's a tough one, cannabidiol, it's for idiots, cannabidiol, it's for idiots, CBD is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. So, oh, use that. It's a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. Really? Well, how about that one? Well, it turns out they're not so benign. Endocannabinoids are present on immune cells such as monocytes, macrophages, basophils, lymphocytes, and dendritic cells, and are enzymatically produced and released on demand in a similar fashion as the eicosanoids. I'm probably mispronouncing that word. It's a tough one. CBD and cannabinol, CBN, can alter the functional activities of the immune system. I'll repeat that for those of you who are taking CBD. Sorry to tell you. It can alter the functional activities of the immune system. System. Cannabis and its active cannabinoids act as immune-modulating agents. They affect T-cells, B-cells, monocytes, and they cause an overall reduction in pro-inflammatory cytokine expression and an increase in anti-inflammatory cytokines. So if you look into this in detail, you will find it's very worrisome. But there's another measure here that you should be looking at. And I'm very familiar with it because before I got sick with a heart attack a few years ago, the C-reactive protein levels in my blood tests were going up and up and up, and I don't smoke marijuana. Stress and anxiety produce inflammation. 
and the inflammatory cytokines and C-reactive protein levels go up when you're under stress. I was under terrible stress for a number of reasons, including what was being done to me by my last syndication company. They were trying to destroy me. I've not yet told the story, but I don't want to make this about me. Look at your C-reactive protein levels, CRP levels. They're very important. It turns out that cannabis users had a higher total distribution volume, volume. And so greater levels in the brain were found to be associated with stress and anxiety and with higher circulating C-reactive protein levels in cannabis users. There's a lot more here that I could read to you, but I don't think I need to. We all know that inflammation is the big watchword today. And we all know that we want to keep our inflammatory responses low. Is that correct? We know that cannabinoids could be used to treat inflammatory conditions such as RA, osteoarthritis, fibromyalgia, systemic sclerosis, and juvenile idiopathic arthritis. However, even this study says the current evidence is insufficient, insufficient to support the recommendation of cannabinoids for treating rheumatic diseases. Are you listening to this? How do you like that? So it may have some effect on reducing inflammation in some, but overall it's not recommended. And so we come back now full circle to the subject of cannabis and COVID. Doesn't common sense indicate to you that if marijuana in any of its manifestations, whether it's THC or CBD or any of the other components, if they increase inflammation, why would you want to take it? Huh? Because it increases the level of infections. There is a lot of evidence that supports the notion that cannabis is somewhat immunotoxic. And that it may increase the risk of exacerbating other bacterial or viral diseases in cannabis users. We know that it modulates the immune system by affecting the specific receptors on immune cells. It decreases immunity. It increases susceptibility to infections, including HIV and HIV-associated opportunistic infections. This is a very important study. I'll let you study it yourself. You can make up your own mind. All I want you to know is that if you are worried about COVID-19, as you should be, if you're still one of the dumbasses out there who says it's nothing more than, than like a mild flu, then why don't you go smoke a pack of cigars every day and say it has nothing to do with lung cancer? Stop being an idiot. And I'm not pushing alcohol. You see, this is the standard answer to the idiots out there who don't want to hear that the marijuana is poisoning, killing them. I'm not pushing alcohol. I don't care about alcohol right now. I just want you to understand how dangerous cannabis use is, especially when it's associated with COVID-19 spikes in younger people. Again, that's what I'm focusing on today, younger people. We know that cannabis use is associated with adverse social, economic, and health consequences. We know it makes people dumber. We know they screw up in school as a result of this. But I want you to understand, new research shows that smoking cannabis, THC, CBD, and even other cannabinoids impairs the immune system. It activates the neuroimmune function and increases the inflammatory cytokines and C-reactive protein levels that are associated with stress and anxiety in cannabis users with cannabis use disorder. There's a thing called cannabis use disorder that George Soros hasn't taught you yet. 
I'm trying to warn you. There's nothing in this for me. I'm not selling you anything. My conclusion is, based on the evidence I have presented today on this podcast, there is a link between cannabis, immune function, and viral infections. There is an adverse effect on the immune function. And there is, therefore, an increase in the risk of acquiring or or transmitting COVID-19, as well as other infections such as HIV and HCV. You will not read much about this because of the government marijuana complex. This is Dr. Michael Savage. And again, I have to give you my bona fides. I don't want to boast. I do have a PhD from the University of California at Berkeley, which I earned by working very hard for it. I earned it in 1978 after earning two master's degrees. My first master's degree was published as a book. My other master's degree was published in its entirety in a journal at Harvard University. You say, big deal. If you don't know science, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I then went on to get a PhD at UC Berkeley, and I got it in, a, in an interdisciplinary field between human nutrition, epidemiology, and medical anthropology. Does it make me the world's leading researcher in any of those? No, but it made me able to read literature and interpret literature as well as the next guy, if not better. It's called common sense. At the end of the day, science is based upon the ability to reason and common sense. And I am giving you common sense. And I am warning you, finally and forever, that the spike of COVID-19 amongst young people in particular is related to marijuana use. It's going to take some studies to prove it or disprove it. You will not find any money for this because of big marijuana and big government. This is Michael Savage. I hope you've learned something that you can't get anywhere else right here on the Savage Nation podcast. And I want you to tell your friends about it. Yes, I want you to do something for someone else other than yourself. Share this podcast with everyone you know who may or may not be using marijuana or even what they think are benign CBD gummies. Stay here because there's more coming. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. All right, let's begin at the beginning and let's end at the ending here on the Savage Nation podcast. This is a blockbuster podcast about the shocking relationship between COVID-19 and marijuana. Now, many people say, well, we all understand that smoking marijuana is bad for the lungs. No, that is not what I am talking about today. That's not what I talked about today. That is not exactly what the scientific evidence that I'm trying to present is about today. We all know that. That's common sense. It's childish. I dug into the scientific literature and I showed you how the alkaloids, certain alkaloids in cannabis destroy white cells and specific white cells in your immune system. NKC, NKC is natural killer cells are diminished as a result of alkaloids found in marijuana. Other white blood cells are diminished when you ingest marijuana in any form. So why am I telling you this? And why did I come to this? And why is it important? Well, it's important because we've seen a spike in COVID-19 amongst healthy 30-year-olds, and no one understood why. Well, I broke the code on it. And the code is, do a retrospective analysis of 30-year-olds and ask which ones smoked marijuana and which ones didn't in a retrospective epidemiological study. Someone will win a Nobel Prize for that one or advance their career. I don't really care because I'm the progenitor of this concept because I figured it out. 
why did I do this? I did it because I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to give people something. I'm not getting it. I'm not selling you anything. And yet there is such resistance to any knowledge on the subject of marijuana. Ask yourself why the government permits marijuana to be on every street corner in major cities. While small businesses were being shut down during COVID, marijuana stores were allowed to be wide open. And people were even getting this toxic poison delivered, hand-delivered to their own houses. Why would the government deem marijuana to be essential when businesses were falling apart? Because they want people to be doped up and stupid and unanalytical and be the sheeple that they have always been. But again, I want you to understand, I'm presenting to you the scientific evidence the medical facts, as I found them in the literature, you can believe them or not. If you have any ability to understand science, you'll understand what I'm saying to you. If you have no educational level and you can't even read science, don't waste your own time. It's as simple as that. This is not a moral judgment. This is not an ethical judgment. This is simply a medical analysis on today's Savage Nation podcast. And I'm asking you to share this podcast with someone you love and someone you would like to love, you'll be doing them a favor. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure so you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.